This podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional help. If you or someone you know is facing difficulties, I advise you consult a psychologist. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Psych for Life with Dr. Amanda Ferguson. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Ferguson. Today, I'll be discussing why failure is necessary for success and how to deal with it. Think of tennis players who throw their rackets in anger or frustration. They're struggling with failure. Think of famous tennis great Roger Federer, who, as he was maturing, worked towards a learning and growth mindset, landing famously on his mindset, I play the ball, making it less about ego and more about being in a state of flow or being in the zone. And he famously said, be free in your head, be free in your shots. The brave will be rewarded here. In this podcast, you'll learn why failure is necessary if we are to succeed how a learning or growth mindset helps us with failure, and why failure can help us to grow and heal from childhood issues. If we're to undertake anything in life, personally or professionally or other, we will always inevitably encounter failure. If we don't undertake anything, then we are also failing, failing to live, grow and learn, failing to be happy and fulfilled, so we actually can't avoid failure. In fact, We only get to choose which way to fail, by attempting and doing things or by not attempting and doing things. So it's important that we learn how to handle failures and to learn from them. So what is the problem? Why is fear and avoidance of failure such a problem? Well, research shows that fears of failure can limit our abilities in all areas of life. Avoiding our fears is usually worse for us than facing them. Avoiding can cause anxiety and phobias. But fear of failure is pretty universal in adults and children. Evolutionary theories make sense of this. We need to avoid a lot of failures, of course, or repeating failures in order to survive and thrive. Take relationships and friendships, for instance. People who fear exposing their vulnerability in romantic relationships fail to have meaningful, happy relationships. Relationships and friendships always have problems or failures, typically in breakdown of communication, expectations and trust. We can't avoid these failures. They are an intrinsic part of all our relationships everywhere in life, in work and home. Successful couples and other people use these failures to learn about themselves and how to relate better. It's only because of failures that we can make this happen, this learning and growth. Take goal setting and achievement. Research shows the bigger the goal, the more likely we are to succeed. And failures will definitely be part of this journey too. The way people face their goals and potential failures has been researched widely. We now know that people who take a learning approach or a growth mindset to goals are more successful. This means They are there to learn and grow. They accept there will be things they don't know and even things that they don't know that they don't know along the journey. And they're not fearful or avoiding the inevitable failures along the way. However, what's known as performance perspective or a mindset is not as successful. This is where people care too much what others are thinking and they worry about failures and judgments as they try to perform. This impedes their success and makes their failures even harder to bear. 
Even further, there are other people who have an avoidance mindset or perspective. They actively avoid goals due to their fears of failure. It's the person who says, I'm not going to try it unless I know I'll succeed or be good at it. To make things more complicated about failure, our old wounds and programs or training from childhood also play into how we perform, undertake goals and our fears of failure. Back in 2017, Australian swimming great Kate Campbell was at the Olympics in Rio. She was 24 years old and on fire. She was about to swim the women's 100-metre freestyle final, the same event she'd won the world record for only a month before. The media reported she'd just won gold in the relay with her sister Bronte and she was successfully blocking out all expectations of other people backing her at home. And then one small text message managed to get through her defences and under her skin, tipping her into a huge meltdown. It was a text sent by a friend back at home wishing her good luck in her main event. It said, I'm so excited to watch you race. I've booked out a boardroom in the office so we can all watch you. In an interview for the Daily Telegraph, she told Jordan Baker, It went from being my own to I have to do this for other people as well. And she said, I remembered this was bigger than just me. I was responsible for other people. She said, I remembered this was bigger than just me. I was responsible for other people. The eldest child syndrome kicked in. Until then, I pushed it out of my mind. How many people would be watching me and how many would care? I couldn't shut down these voices after that. She became so stressed, her mind was spinning with irrational thoughts, but she pushed herself forward without telling a soul how much she wasn't coping. Kate was devastated to finish sixth place, and she famously described this as possibly the greatest choke in Olympic history. Kate had been triggered. Kate's the eldest of five kids and says she was always made responsible for looking after the others. She was so devastated by this loss, this failure, that she took a year off competitive swimming to learn from this and recover. Kate says she learned that failure isn't something we should be ashamed of. It shows we have the courage to go and dare in the first place. She also looked back on how when she was being triggered by the text or the responsibility she felt, she withdrew and didn't tell anyone or ask for help, which made it worse. After the shock came shame and embarrassment, and for a while she says she couldn't look people in the eye. She says she was mostly disappointed in herself and said, I've always prided myself on being dependable and accountable and someone people could rely on. When people were relying on me to do a job for the country, I'd let them down. But after her failure, she was really surprised that not just family and friends were supportive, but the public still supported her. She said it was really humbling as an experience and something she wouldn't have had, wouldn't have experienced if she hadn't failed. And this began her healing process. Apparently a tough post-mortem with her family and coach worked through what she could have done differently if she could go back in time. And Kate said Rio was a great lesson in the value of failure. The very thing she'd feared most of letting everyone down was what had happened. And she said, the thing about life is it goes on and you can either be a participant or a casualty. I refuse to be a casualty. I refuse to let it define me. Another lesson, of course, as we saw with Kate Campbell, our greatest strengths 
such in her case as being an amazingly responsible person, can also work against us and become our greatest weaknesses. So what are my main tips on dealing with failure? First, develop a learning or growth mindset, which is known to be more successful than worrying about our performance, judgment and fear of failing. Have a coach, a mentor or a friend for support, guidance and feedback. And ideally have all of these if you're setting and looking at achieving ambitious goals. If you fear you're failing or might do, ask for help and ask early and as often as needed. Learn what are your likely triggers, weak spots personally for the meltdowns, even those great strengths that can turn into great weaknesses. When you fail, not if, but when, set up healing measures if needed, a support, a comfort, life goes on perspective, do a post-mortem with a coach or someone you trust as to what you could do differently if you could go back in time. This is how we learn and that applies forward then for the future. We then have that conscious knowledge and we pay it forward into the future. As Roger Federer said, be brave. Remember, failure is just part of life. We can't avoid it, which is why finding acceptance and developing ways of dealing with failure that work for you individually is so important. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Plus, don't forget you can access all of the resources mentioned in today's podcast via the show notes. Is there a pressing issue or topic you'd like me to discuss? Head to my Instagram at dramandaferguson and send me a DM. I love hearing from my listeners. If anything discussed in this podcast has caused you concern or distress, contact your general practitioner or health provider. To locate a psychologist in your area, call the Australian Psychological Society and locate Find a Psychologist Service on 1800 333 497 or visit www.findapsychologist.org.au. If you or someone you know is in crisis, Lifeline is available 24-7 on 13 11 14 and Kids Helpline, again 24-7, on 1800 1800 and both are free of charge. To find out more about me, please visit my website, dramandaferguson.com.au. You can find the link in my show notes. The opinions expressed by guests in these podcasts aren't necessarily shared by me.